Thank you. Welcome everyone here this morning. Should we open with 
Father, we thank you this morning for that Jesus that you have sent us. We thank you for that salvation that he has provided. We thank you that we can turn to him. We thank you for that ability to ask that your spirit can be here this morning. We ask that it would open this word, that it would give the speaker strength that you would loose his lips, that he could bring a message for each of our hearts. And we ask that you would open our ears and open our hearts to receive that assurance that you can provide through your word, through your spirit. We ask that you would lead and guide our nation, that you would give us leaders that would look to you in the country, in the community, in our homes. We ask that you would give us faith to trust and that you would lead and guide and protect and that you would give us hearts that would look to you for that leading and for that guidance and for wisdom. We ask that you could give us comfort in times of struggle and that those who are unable to gather even this morning around your word, that you could be with them, that you could refresh them, that you could encourage them. We ask these things in Jesus' name, who's taught us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Shall we continue with 147?
Nice to see everybody out this morning. I was just looking back over the last month, and we've had three weeks of this beautiful weather, so they were predicting a long, hard winter. And I was, I was saying to Shane that I can, I can handle it. I'm going to do lots of reading here because I don't know where to start and where to stop. So. I'm going to read, I'll read for a text this morning from the sixth chapter of John. It's a very long chapter, but I'll read from the 22nd verse through to the 69th. Reading these words in Jesus' name. It deals with Jesus being the bread of life. The following day when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there save that one whither, where, where into his disciples were entered and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat but that, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where, there, where they did eat bread after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered answered them and said, Verily I say unto you, You seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat with, which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he has sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then, that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye may, but I said unto you that ye may, that ye also have seen me and believe not. And that all that the Father hath given me shall come to me and in, and him that cometh to me I will no, in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me. That all, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto him, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come unto me 
Come to me, except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, And they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. Verily I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that, he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in, in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who could hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth, doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye, go all, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, whom to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be multiplied unto each one gathered here this morning, now and forever. Amen. As I said, lots of reading. Jesus had, had performed the miracle where he was speaking and there was 5,000 people there listening and he he says there that Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him he saith unto Philip whence shall we buy bread that these may eat and this he said to prove him for he himself knew what he would do Philip answered him Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may, them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but 
What are they among so many? Jesus said, make them sit, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed, distributed, distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were sat down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. So then in the start of this text that I read, he, he refers back to that. And, uh, well, the first part just goes back to these people looking for him and, and when they found him. He rebukes them a little bit. He says that they're following him because they, they got enough to eat the other day or whenever that was. That day or the other day, I don't know. Verily, he says, verily I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. I guess they partook of his miracle. And I, I think of that miracle and I think of that little boy that it doesn't say anybody else brought food to this, this big gathering of 5,000 people, but this little boy did. And, and, and I think of that little boy maybe Maybe he's uh, a picture of Jesus, that he brings food to, to this gathering. And, and it says that Jesus knew what he would do. He, he mentions this uh, uh, going into the town and buying food, and, and there wasn't time and place for that, or distance maybe was a problem. But it says that Jesus knew what he would do, so he knew about this little boy. He's, of course, all-knowing. And the little boy brings this this five, what was it, five loaves and two fishes. And Philip answered, it says, the 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that, that every one may... Well, then may take a little, and of course, these five loaves and two fishes are pretty much the same thing. But when Jesus, when Jesus takes this and blesses it, it says that everyone had lots to eat. And I think that that blessing of those little little boys' uh, possessions he brought. Are a picture of this word, and and then Jesus says, "Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost." And, and we would may, we might wonder how how that applies here. And I, I guess the thought came to my mind that that Jesus says that He will give us life, and He will give it in abundance. He doesn't He doesn't measure it out and and pinch the pennies the way we might do, but He gives it in abundance. And, and we're supposed to rejoice in that abundance. I, I, I think if we, if we look at the spiritual side of that gathering up what was left over, it says it was 12 baskets full. 12 is a, is a number of, of completeness. We have the, the 12 sons of Jacob start out the nation of Israel and we have the 
12 disciples and he talks about in, in Revelations about 12 different times there. And how do, how do we gather up these fragments? We, I, th- I think we can, we can rejoice in what God has given us. We can rejoice in, in the abundance of the word and how, how God blesses his, this word in our hearts and lives. And, and he says that, that it wouldn't just be thrown out. Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. And you know that physically speaking, we can see what that, what that is. We might say we, we eat leftovers the next few days. But spiritually speaking, when he gives us what he does in, in abundance, we are to praise him. God for that. Praise his name that he, that he does that. As, as it says there, we, we think of the story of the woman and the, well, the, the woman at the well that Jesus has, has a conversation with and he says, if you drink of the water that I will give to you, this, this will become a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And here, Next chapter there, someplace, well, back in 37th verse, so quite a ways in, it says, The last day of the great feast, Jesus stood up and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So there, there again, he doesn't, he doesn't skimp. He doesn't give us just a drop here and there. Like like we know the story of the rich man and Lazarus, he, he, he felt that if he had a drop of water could be dripped onto his tongue that that would, that would uh, assuage some of his torment. Brother Dick said maybe more than once that possibly that drop of water is, is the word of God. And he was longing and yearning for that even one drop would have been would have been sufficient for him for the, for the pain he was in so jesus refers to this miracle of the feeding of the 5000 verily verily i say unto you see ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled we might we might think that that, that in itself is a miracle but these, these people were seeking Jesus not because of the power of the word, but they were seeking him because he performed this miracle and, and fed them. He says, labor not for the meat which, which perisheth. So even this physical uh, blessing of the, of the loaves and the fishes is not what Jesus says we should rejoice in. Even though everyone was fed, and it, it was a, a, a very much of a miracle, labor not for meat, the meat which perishes, perishes for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath the God, God the Father sealed. So we're supposed to go for that true bread of life, as it says in Isaiah there that that come and buy bread without money and without price. 
him hath the Father sealed. There's a, if we just look back a couple of pages here in John, it speaks of Jesus. I think that's where it is. cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And what hath he seen, what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony. He hath he that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God for for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. And it goes on, and then we go back to, I'm just looking at these references. Um, Matthew 3.17, it, it speaks of Jesus after he was Baptized. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest to me. Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. God spoke from heaven. Testifying that Jesus is his Son and testifying that the work that Jesus is, is doing and will do is good. It's the very best. It's, it's pleasing in the sight of God. This is what it means when it says, For him hath the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? I think Shane quoted this here, and, and I probably do too, often that this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. This is, this is something that we might say is one of the mysteries of the whole, greater, greater mysteries of all the scripture, is that we, we can... Tell somebody this, or as Jesus is telling the people, this is the work of God. Believe on him whom God has sent. Believe on me, is what Jesus is saying. Because we know that Jesus is the one he sent. We can't do this of our own understanding. We can't, we can't have depth of understanding of ourselves without... Well, it says later on there that God draws us. And I guess he commends us into the the work of Jesus and the hands of Jesus. And Jesus says there that that He won't He won't let any of us go. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Well Jesus' whole life here was a work. And, and as I mentioned the last time I was up here as a, 
as a 12-year-old boy when his parents went back to, to Jerusalem to find him and he's sitting there in the temple with those elderly men discussing the scriptures. He says to his parents that don't you know that I have to be about my father's business. It's, it's really something for a 12-year-old boy. They were, they were amazed at his, his understanding and his answers. So they're wondering what kind of, what kind of work is he doing? What, what dost thou work? And, and in different places we see that these Jews, they go back to their physical lineage, that they're children of Abraham. And, and they refer here to, to uh, Moses feeding them in the desert. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven. Well, we know that that God fed those those people. And we were just Beth and I were just looking at that, and she was reading how how it almost seems like God, in His frustration, gave them quails until they were three feet deep. And and uh, I don't know if God works the way man does, but but anyways, He He fed them. He fed them the the uh, manna, which says it was tasted like coriander seed and and these kind of things, and and that if you and and we were Beth and I were talking how if you ate that three meals a day for for a week, it might be too long, and we get pretty tired of it. So their minds go back to back to Egypt, where they had the the tasty food, the the leeks and the garlics and the onions and. These are all natural foods, and, and, and we know that God, God supplied him with the manna. But Jesus points out that that, that physical manna that, that they were given did not sustain them spiritually. It's, it's, a, it's a picture of a spiritual thing. It's a picture of blessing that we're, we were fed. They were fed and, and looked after, and we know that their clothes didn't wear out, their shoes didn't wear out in 40 years. And he looked after them that way, but that was not, Jesus points out, there's more depth to it than that. So he, he talks about this bread. Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. See in, see in in John it is um, I never can remember which John it is. How oh, it enlightens every man. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one, one with another and the blood of Jesus, his Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That might not be the one I was looking for, but, but he is, he is the, Pardon? First, John, first, chapter, John. first, well, that's what I looked at first, sorry. 
ninth verse, but I'll read a few more there. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. It's funny how you can look at this and, and miss it. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. John was not the light. He bore witness of the light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Speaking of Jesus, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Here, here we're talking. This text I took is talking about how the people didn't receive him. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of the not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word made flesh and dwelt among us. And here we are, Jesus dwelling among these people. And, and he's here this morning. If we, are, if we are gathered in his name, which we are, Jesus is here with us. So, <clears throat> for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. That's, that is quite the bread, isn't it? Gives life to the world. And these people still in there, we might say they're darkened understanding. They didn't say the wrong thing. They said the right thing. But I don't think they understood they said, Lord, give, Lord, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. They saw him physically. He was there talking to them. He was there uh, answering their questions and, and instructing them. All that the Father hath given me shall come to me, and to him that cometh unto me I will in no wise, no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which hath, he hath given me I should lose nothing, but I should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Here it says later that the father draws. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread of I am the bread which came down from heaven. So here this is this is how unstable we are. They they, they said, Lord, give us this bread. Evermore give us this bread, they say. And here, a little while later, they're saying the Jews murmured at him because they said, I'm the bread which came down from heaven. They couldn't, they couldn't understand. And, and we, don't, we don't understand. We don't understand how, how the plan of salvation was, you might say, put into place. We know all about it. 
But if it was up to me to put the plan in place, it would be nothing but trouble and disaster. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph? Well, I went through that that lineage, and I don't know if it's Matthew or where, but it says that Jesus was supposed to be the son of Joseph. They supposed he was the son of Joseph. Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I come down from heaven? The angels, the night of Jesus' birth, believed that he came down from heaven. That was the message given to them. And they went into the town to see this miracle the angels were singing about. Jesus therefore answered and said to them, the murmur, said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come unto me. This is an important, excuse me, this is an important few words here. No man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him. The Father sends Jesus. Jesus preaches to the people. It says the Father draws him. The Father sends us to Jesus. The Father draws us and he sends us to Jesus. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. The Father draws us. Gives us to Jesus, so to speak. And he hangs on to us. If he's going to raise us up at the last day, he didn't let us go, did he? It is written in the prophets... And they shall all be taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. We have to have those ears that hear. And those eyes that see. This is something we, we can't comprehend with our natural understanding. Not that any man has seen the Father. We, we have to believe here that it's talking about us and our carnal understanding and thinking. We, we will not see the Father that way. But it says, save which he is of God. Save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. To, to those that... <clears throat> to those of us that Jesus has been revealed, the Father also has been revealed. Because they are one. And there's a place in the word that says that the the spirit of God answers with our spirit. We are the children of God. The Holy Spirit and God and Jesus are all one. The, the, The triune God we speak of. No man has seen the Father. But if it's opened unto us, we might say the Holy Spirit opens us, opens unto us who Jesus is. And that opens unto us who God is. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. It's in our possession. And those of you that were at Bible study, last, last time at Gales I brought up that question. That why does it say that, that we buy these things? Come, come and buy 
without money and without price. When you buy something, you're, and I say it in a joking way, but you're the proud owner of it. But you might buy it with money or you might buy it with trading labor or, or uh, some other method of, of barter. But it says we don't have to use any of that. But we are in possession of it. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. We have it. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. And we know that many of those million people or whatever it was were believers. But there were unbelievers amongst them. But what Jesus is pointing out is it, it didn't sustain them. This, this manna that they were given in the wilderness did not sustain them eternally. Any of them. But Jesus being that bread of life, life and us partaking in that, that sustains us eternally. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And we know that later on how they were offended at that. There's there's two places, and I'm not well-versed enough to look them up, but one I think is in, is in one of the prophets. Maybe Ezekiel, but where he's told to eat the scriptures physically, and we know that it has to have a spiritual meaning. But and then and then John in the in the book of Revelation is told to to, to, to do the, to do the same thing. And it says when they when they did that, this word was sweet in their mouth, but bitter in their belly. This word is, this is a sweet word. It, it, um, it can't be sweeter. We, we, when, when a person comes into faith or, or believes and they can believe those words that your sins are forgiven. If we've been under, under, uh, stress and duress of that my sins are bothering me, what can I do about it? And, and we go and talk to somebody. And they can assure us. They can lay their hands on us and bless us with that, with that, what we call the gospel. This is why Jesus died. Brother or sister, believe these things are forgiven in the precious name of Jesus. In the work that he has done. No sweeter words has any man ever heard. And just as sweeter words as those are what we will hear on that final day when Jesus says, Come ye blessed of the Father. Enter into that kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. Sweet words. But we take these words and we digest them. And we strive to walk a Christian walk. And these words are bitter. Why? Because there's a warfare going on all the time. We're not perfect. We walk in that way that 
We might strive to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and then we make mistakes. And I think that's why, why where the bitterness comes in. Because the, the warfare comes up in front of us. But we have to know and believe that we are his children. And he won't let us go. I think, I think that's how we eat of, eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. We partake. We partake in the Easter story. We partake in the suffering and death and the cruel things that happened. And, and the, cruelest, the cruelest is that God turns his back on Jesus for a short time. And Jesus cries out, my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken? He came from heaven. God was with him every moment. He came to this earth. He came as a man, as we are men and women. It's like throwing something to the dogs. Jesus is thrown into this world. He comes to me that way. God was still with him throughout his life. But when he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You might say he was on his own. Fighting the battle for you and I against sin and all wrongdoing. We partake of that. We partake of his suffering and death. We can't imagine what he went through, but we do partake of it. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Isn't that our desire? We'd be, we'd be raised up at the last day and receive that eternal reward. My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. I had an experience when I had appendicitis about 15 years ago. I can't remember how long ago. I was in such pain. Through the night, I tried different things. I thought, well, if something's wrong with me, I'll go for a walk. So, well, first of all, I, I had a hot bath. That didn't help. And I, and I wasn't in terrible pain, but something was wrong. Then I got up and had something to eat after a while. And this is through the wee hours of the morning, and that didn't help. Went back to bed. Finally, I went for a walk quarter mile up from our driveway and back 
And I got back to the house and I said to Beth, get me to the hospital. Something's wrong. So we, we go to Red Deer and it felt like riding a horribly bumpy buckboard of some kind. The car was going along probably pretty smooth and she was driving and she says, I'm going to drive you right to the door. I said, because, because of man's relationship with his wife, I said, well, you don't have, have to do that. I, I just walked there quarter mile before I got in the car I can surely I can make it in there well I, I could barely make it into the hospital and I was shaking something terrible and Rachel was working at the hospital in those days she wasn't on shift but she came because we had called her she was there when we got there and they gave me some painkillers and I I said I can't even believe I'm in such pain I can't believe that God even knows who I am how fast we can go from believing to having quite a bit of trouble believing I had to make that right with the girls and ask forgiveness for that anyways the painkiller kicked in and I started feeling better and I had to wait a couple hours to see the doctor. Later I asked Rachel how come I was shaking so bad going into the hospital and until they found me some cot or whatever it was to die on. And she said, you were going into shock. First time I've ever been there. I don't want to go there again. It's terrible. So do we believe or don't we? believe when we get to those places in life God is still there he knew where I was I didn't know it but he knew the living Father has sent me and I live by the Father so that so he that eateth me even he shall live by me this is that bread which came down from heaven not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead he that eateth of this bread shall live forever these things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said this is a hard saying who can hear it Jesus in himself, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? Don't, don't you understand? I've gone through this in detail and you don't understand it. That's what he's saying. What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? What about that group that stood there and watched Jesus ascend into heaven? said they stood there gazing they believed nobody else has ever done that before or since it says he he was received up into the clouds it is the spirit that quickeneth 
The flesh profiteth nothing. Your own understanding is of no value to you. The leading of the Holy Spirit is everything. It will open these things to you, is what he's telling them. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. As I said before, how the Father draws us. And then we turned over to Jesus. From that time, many of his disciples went back. This this would probably probably be a, many of those 5,000 that he starts out with. He started, excuse me, talking about in the beginning. Many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. It was too hard for them, too much for them. They weren't relying on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit and the leading, which is a drawing spirit and a tender spirit and a loving spirit. They weren't relying on that. They were still relying on their old, the old ways of thinking. Well, we're, we're descendants of Abraham and Moses. So Jesus turns to the twelve disciples and says, Will ye go away also? Will ye, will ye also go away? Are you going to leave me too? And we know that in the Garden of Gethsemane, they didn't have the strength to go through with what was happening. One of my, one of my minister heroes as a young man was the old man John Reekinen, and I only heard him preach a couple times, but... I thought he had it together anyways. But one of the things he said one time was, if you want to know something about love, follow Jesus through the Garden of Gethsemane. Try to do that. Try to do that. We can't comprehend the love that he had for us. So we asked the disciples, the twelve disciples, will ye also go away? Am I the only one that's going to be left? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Peter spoke for the others, I guess. And he says, these words that you're speaking, they are life. They are words of eternal life. They're words that if we hang on to, we will enter into glory one day. Who else would we turn to, Peter says. Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Not a carnal understanding, but an understanding that Jesus 
is the only one and the best one to trust in for for our guidance, for our instruction, for forgiveness that all lead to eternal life. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Let us hear a confession of faith with you, would you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. Sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And then he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray with and for them who will now partake of the Lord's Holy Supper. Lord Jesus Christ, thou bread of life, grant that thy holy communion may be a blessing to all those who today shall partake of it, that through the power of thy body and blood they may receive peace and comfort to their souls, and be strengthened in faith, love, and a lively hope of eternal life. Amen. Truly it is meet, right, and blessed, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do he is often he drinketh in remembrance of me. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is and which was and which is to come, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Let us all pray as our Lord Jesus Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and amen. Peace to the Lord be with thee. Jesus Christ, spoken for you by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
everybody, our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you. True body of our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you. True body of our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you.
thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we beseech thee that thou of thy mercy would strengthen us through this communion and faith towards thee, and in fervent love towards one another through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, everyone God, who will without me. Amen. Humble your heart before God and receive the benediction. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his stones upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I guess uh, this is a standard. Here's a, we'll have um, the annual meeting Saturday. I don't know if it's 1, 2, or 2, or 2 o'clock. It is usually at 1. Just one. one work. We'll stay at 1 o'clock this Saturday here at the halls. Anybody who got Bible study Thursday evening? They can have some Bible study George Best Thursday. Anything else? Should we close at 165? Thank you.